when people used to say it'll happen when you least expect it, I used to laugh at them and for sure, this is about the least expecting time ever. You get to sometimes just take a chance on a situation, even if it's across the country. We also have to be open to chance and open to opportunity. This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstStateStories.com. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to this episode. You may be one of the millions of people who's doing their best to date safely while we're in the midst of this awful pandemic. In the early days of COVID, when the self-imposed and locally mandated shelter-in-place lockdowns were spreading across the U.S., online dating sites and apps became the go-to tools for dating for a lot of singles. But not for my guest Penny. She'd already given up on online dating. Instead, she leaned into one of her passions, cosplay. If you're not familiar with cosplay, in the simplest of terms, and hopefully I will not offend any cosplayers with this very basic description, It's when people dress up and embody fictional characters. Think comic book characters, cartoon characters, TV show characters, video games, and so on. And they come together at fan conventions like Comic-Con. But since there are no Comic-Cons right now, Penny started connecting with fellow cosplayers on Facebook and came up with a very clever way to uplift her special ed students' spirits. It was through that act of kindness that she met Jay. Here's Penny's first date story. Penny, hi. Thank you for coming on the show. I am really excited to have you here as my guest and to hear the story that you are going to share with us. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to share my story with you. Now, you're here to tell us a story that happened during the pandemic. We start each episode with our guest telling us a little bit about herself so that we can get a better sense of who she is. So please take it away and tell us some things about you. Okay, well, I am 42 years old and I have never been married. I don't have any children. However, I do teach um, severe special ed and I have been doing that for about 20 years now. So... And as far as hobbies go, well, I love to cook, and I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, I also enjoy anything outdoors, including working on my little balcony garden, which is mostly succulents because, well, you can't really kill those too easily, so I enjoy that. And um, I do cosplay, and for those who don't know what that is, cosplay is costume play, which um, basically people dress up for mostly comic cons or comic book conventions um, or they also can do it for like say birthday parties or various other types of events and um, that's definitely been a really fun creative hobby that I've had and it has been really interesting to meet a lot of people in that community. How did you get involved in cosplay? Well I love Halloween 
and it just kind of gave me a reason to get dressed up more times during the year instead of just once. Um, I like the creativity behind costumes. I tend to lean towards more of the interesting makeup um, and characters that people recognize. And it's just really fun because the kids really love it when you go to conventions. They just get such a kick out of it and want their picture with you. And, you know, it's, a, it's amazing how into it they get, and including adults as well, for sure. Um, so it's 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 been fun. And I have a lot of friends who do it and a lot of friends that I've made through it. And that's been really great, just m making friends that have all these just creative talents that are just mind-blowing, really. That sounds really fun and really creative. Have you been active with cosplay and the cosplay community since the pandemic began? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's sad because the comic book conventions are all canceled this year. So, you know, we've, I think, as cosplayers, kind of looked into other venues that we were able to, you know, put smiles on kids' faces again or on adults' faces again. And, you know, I was able to be part of a group on Facebook that was um, a basically a birthday rescue. So it's for kids who, you know, couldn't really have regular birthday parties, but really are into all their, you know, comic book heroes and princesses and even some of the darker stuff too, which is really fun. Um, and, you know, there's quite a few of us on there and we participated in lots and lots of birthdays through it. They create a party page for um, a child and then whatever the child requests for characters, whoever is able to do those characters, whoever like has them available, will create little videos um, and, and put them on that, that group for the kids. So um, my character happened to be a little something from a little bit more of a scary movie. So, you know, but I, ironically enough, I still had five-year-olds that wanted it. So it was, you know, it was fun to kind of be able to do that again, even though I was in my own home and recording videos from here. And um, it also had benefited um, my students as well, because I requested a video or videos from any characters who happen to be Star Wars related for um, May the 4th, which is the quote-unquote unofficial Star Wars Day. I absolutely love Star Wars, but I had no idea that May 4th is unofficial Star Wars Day, so thank you for filling me in. What happens on May 4th? How do people celebrate unofficial Star Wars Day? Um, so it's more so like, you know, just being able to celebrate Star Wars. So some people just watch the movies. I requested that people who did the characters make um, videos for my students because we were remote teaching at the time. And I wanted something for my students that, you know, was like, you're doing a great job. Keep up with it and have characters that they might recognize. So I got quite a few really great shout outs for my students that I was able to show them. Um, during a Zoom call and their parents too, and they all loved it. What you're saying is that people in your Facebook group, out of the kindness of their hearts, made videos for the kids in your class who they didn't even know just to bring smiles to their faces. Yes, exactly. The kids must have loved it. At that time, were you also actively dating? Well, it's funny you ask that. Um, so before the pandemic happened and shelter in place all came about. Um, I actually had stopped dating. Um, I kind of had given up on online dating. Just, I felt like I was just meeting all the same type of people that I just wasn't overly connecting with. And, um, you know, and then with, when shelter in place happened, I obviously wasn't going to pursue dating at that time because it just seemed to make no sense. It wasn't safe thing to do. 
Um, so yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't online dating at all at that point. But you're here sharing a story about a first date, which leads me to ask, how did you meet the guy you eventually went out with? Okay, so that um, group that I told you about, the cosplay group, and um, my Star Wars request for a video or multiple videos, um, I ended up getting a video from a man named Jay, and he sent me this amazing Han Solo Chewbacca video for my students that it, it couldn't have been any better. And, you know, that kind of just struck up conversation between us. And basically the first day or two that we talked, it was just kind of cosplay business as usual. Like, you know, let's talk about nerdy things and um, have fun with it together. And, you know, and then all of a sudden there was like a, a little bit of a transition into feeling like about the third day that it was a little bit more or that we, I had almost been on like a really fun text date all day. If you know, I guess if that's a thing, it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. It is now for you for sure. How did the communication between the two of you go from texting to something else? Well, we were actually, um, we were, we were talking on, um, Facebook messenger, um, because, you know, we hadn't really talked, um, personally really yet. It was more so, like I said, just about cosplay and, you know, we shared each other's Facebook pages and like Instagram. So we could see each other's other costumes that we've done in the past and everything like that. Cause like I said, at that point, it was just about cosplay type stuff. Um, and that was, I believe it was May 1st that he had given me the video and then we kind of talked more on the second and then on may 3rd which was a sunday we had at that point messaged each other all day long and i kind of ended that day with wow i just feel like i was on a really fun date all day long fabulous how did he respond um his response and my response were both like if we lived nearby because unfortunately that's another part of the story that he does live across the country um and if you know things were a little bit different then we would have been on the date so we both kind of agreed on that pretty easily what was it that you picked up from all that texting that you felt um, i've got a connection with this guy i mean obviously we had a lot in common um he was just really kind. He communicated well. He was funny. Um, he was handsome. That also helped quite a bit from, you know, his little video that, um, I had had for my students and he just had this really good heart and personality that just shined through, even through text, which I feel like that says a lot about somebody. If they can truly like show you who they are just through text messaging. Tell me about that moment when you went from texting to seeing him in front of you on your screen. It was just so natural, you know, and we both felt that way. It was just this really, truly natural connection between us. Um, And it was just, it was fun. You know, we laughed a lot. It was just, you know, it was, it was a little bit more, you know, for lack of better terms, intimate, because you could see the person's like facial reactions when you talked and like, just how they moved sometimes and, you know, all those like little things about a person that you won't get through text, of course. And, you know, you, you don't really get through like a phone call either. Take me through how the communication between you and Jay evolved. So we decided like, you know, it'd be nice to 
be as in person as we could be um, and just to kind of get each get to know each other even a little bit more so we did do the video chat which was through Facebook Messenger as well and um, once we started doing that um, there was never a day that we didn't do that except for maybe one because he had been on um, vacation with his kids and um, only because he got busy because otherwise he always made time yeah every night um, since that middle of that next week, we probably talked for at least an hour and a half on video. Yeah, and ironically, I was on Zoom all day too. So then, you know, we transitioned to that, but it wasn't, I looked forward to it every night. I mean, I do feel like, you know, being in a situation that we're in shelter in place and we're not going out and we're, we're not interacting with as many people, um, you know, it's, you have a lot more time on your hands. And I guess what better way to use your time than to get to know someone who you just have so much in common with and truly enjoy. How did things evolve between the two of you after May 3rd? So my birthday um, is May 24th, and I did invite him on to my family and friends Zoom call. You know, it was, we did like, you know, virtual happy hour type thing. And he was interacting with everybody on there and, you know, just was super nice and funny. And someone was talking about having kids and he's building, um, an R2D2 like replica. And he like brought it in being like, here's one of my kids that I have at the house right now. Like, it's just like, like his interactions, even with, you know, friends and family were great in a situation that could have been super awkward, but wasn't. You were saying that he met your entire family before you ever met him in person? Correct. Yes. Wow. That is really something that says a lot about how he felt about you and you felt about him. Yeah. I mean, I definitely gave him out if he didn't want to do it, but I also wanted to include him because it was, you know, part of my birthday and, um, and he was all for it, you know, so he definitely wanted to be a part of it. And he was, you know, and at the time, Every, a couple people knew I was talking to him, but didn't really know much else at that point. Um, but then, yeah, soon, soon after that is when we decided it was time to meet each other. Before we go into the two of you meeting, which I absolutely want to hear more about, let's talk a bit about Jay. You said that he has kids. Has he been married before? He has. He was married for um, quite a long time. He got married very young. He is... 49 now. Um, so he started having his children pretty young too. So he does have, um, four biological children and one adopted child. Jay lives on the other side of the country and he's got five kids. Both of those realities could be his showstoppers for some women, but they weren't showstoppers for you. No, not at all. Um, he was in the same boat as me where he kind of had almost given up on dating. We both were in the same situation where we were like, oh, maybe this is just it. Maybe we're just meant to be single and everything else. So, you know, when you meet someone that you have such an amazing connection with, and especially as, you know, I, I don't want to call us old by any means, but in our, in our, in our age range, I guess, um, you, you try to make it work, you know, and if both pe people are willing to try, both people feel that the other person is worth trying, um, to make it work with, then you kind of just do it. And his kids are old. His youngest is 16. So, you know, it's not like I'm kind of trying to jump in to be a second mom or anything. Um, you know, and they want him to be happy too. And he feels that, you know, he's at that time in his life where, you know, 
his kids are going to be moving on, going to college, moving away, having kids, having their own family. So he wants to make sure that he is making himself happy. Now, you and Jay had a, your first first date on video chat, and you had a second first date in person. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, I feel like we. I feel like it's almost been like three first dates, like the long text day and then the first video chat day and then the actual day in person. So we decided that we were going to meet each other and um, he was very willing. He can work from anywhere because he works from home. So he was very willing to come here. We decided just a long weekend would be good. Um, and yeah, he flew across the country. It says a lot about how he was feeling about you that he got on a plane and flew across the country when he could be risking his health because we know people uh, are getting exposed to COVID at times when they get on planes. Yeah, so him and I actually both got um, COVID tested before he came and um, we both had negative tests, so we felt a little bit better about it. Of course, then he had to get on a plane, and you know, he just did all the safety precautions. He felt pretty fine about it, um, so that wasn't really a big deal at all, and unfortunately, because I was working the day he landed, he then had to take a bus, oh. <laughs> so add in some extra you know, public transportation, but I'm pretty sure he said there was like three people on the bus total, so. He gets off the plane, and he gets on the bus. What happens next? So I'd already gotten home and showered and got ready and because, you know, have to make a good first impression, even though we've seen each other a million times on a video. But um, so I went to go pick him up from the bus station, the airport or station, and I was feeling great about it. I don't know what happened the night before I had been nervous. And now I was like, cool as a cucumber. I'm like, this can be great. And I'm getting the text from him being like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I'm like, wait, you are now? Like what happened? And, um, you know, as he's getting closer, cause he's kind of giving me like how long it was taking him to get there. And I was already there waiting. So at this point, you know, the last thing he had said in text was, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really nervous. And the bus pulled in. The bus pulls in, and what happens? Tell us more. <laughs> so the, the bus pulls in. I get out of my car, and, you know, I definitely have a very, like, outgoing, kind of goofy personality. So I get out of my car, and I knew he was nervous. So he walked around the front of the bus, and I, like, just started flailing my arms, like, just to kind of break the ice a little bit so he wasn't, I was, wasn't just staring at him. And, you know, he was just even 10 times more handsome in person, and he definitely looked nervous walking towards me. But the second he put his bag down and we gave each other a hug, like, I could feel him, like, totally relax. And he was just so happy to be there. And we looked at each other, and he kissed me. Wow, what an amazing greeting. What an amazing way to say hello in person for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it was we had talked about wondering what it was going to be like in person and what we like kind of expected of each other having been on video so many times. And there wasn't like a huge amount of expectation, so to speak, but, you know, we kind of figured that we had each other figured out in the sense of who we were more or less, you know, and, um, yeah, but like all the tension was gone and, you know, we got in the car, I'm like, how are you feeling now? And he, he was like, 
not nervous anymore. I feel totally fine. Like as soon as I hugged you, like I felt um, way more relaxed and it was, it was great, you know, and then we just talked per usual in the car ride back to my apartment. You've just confirmed for all of us that romantic relationships can be born on video chat. They can be born on Zoom and they can thrive when the couple eventually meets in person. Yeah, I mean, same easy conversation, same, you know, like fun, random topics all the time and just as good, if not better in person than we had expected it to be and more so than it had been on video. We have talked about it and I just feel very fortunate that we had that time to really get to know each other because how many people have that opportunity where like the physical component is totally taken out, you know, where you're, you're really just truly getting to know the other person and, um, you know, and then having the bonus that when you're together, you're just as attracted to each other as you hope to be. And then have that, you know, physical connection as well. You know, it's one of those things that you feel like shouldn't exist, but just did. (laughs) It shouldn't exist or it hadn't existed until that time. (laughs) That's a good clarification. I would say hadn't existed, but I had convinced myself that it would never. So, you know, I think that's where I still you know, terms in me embedded that, um, you know, maybe at one point I felt like I wasn't even like, you know, like worth it or something. Cause I feel like, you know, as, as we get older, as you know, women, especially that you start to have those negative feelings about yourself. If you can't find that connection that other people have found, but you were able to find it and you were also able to overcome any self-sabotaging thoughts, any disbelief that you had in your mind. And you were able to be present for this opportunity that came through a Facebook group of all places to meet this amazing man during a pandemic. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that if you had ever told me that I would have been okay with this and would have accepted it and would would have let my guard down like I did, I probably would have laughed at you. And, you know, because it just, my dating history just, it wasn't that it was anything super negative, but it just wasn't great, you know, and it wasn't, I never had that true connection that I had, you know, seen other friends have and other family members have. And, you know, and it it came about and I realized like, you know, a true connection is a true connection. And I just felt it, you know, basically right away with him and just felt so fortunate. And I know he feels the same way. Please tell me and all the listeners what has happened between you and Jay since he got off the bus that day. So we spent that weekend together and it was great. And we decided that we wanted to make sure when, um, when we would see each other again, that we kind of would know that before he left. So we sat on the couch being like, okay, and this week in July and this week in August and this week in September, I was like, oh, like he was just planning all these things on his phone and I was just listening and he booked his flight because he can work from here. He was here for an entire week with me and working from home. We kind of set up a little makeshift um, office in my bedroom and it went perfect again. Was he nervous when he got off the bus this time? Um, no, he, he wasn't nervous at all. You know, it wasn't, it's always like now, not, not tests, so to speak, but like these little, like everything's still new. So, you know, before we had a weekend together that neither one of us were working, but then this time it's like, how is life going to work for a week while he's working? I had certain, my dog had surgery while he was here. So I, you know, so then we weren't able to really go out the couple days after that. Um, so we spent a lot of time 
you know, together in, in, a, in living space and small living quarters. And, you know, we were curious how that was going to work. And it was, it was great. It was fantastic having him here. And I know he felt the same way. You didn't think you'd find it, but you did. You found it. What I mean by it is a connection with a man that is easy and deep and natural, authentic, and feels like home. And you found it in your home. There are a lot of women who feel the way you did before you met Jay. What do you have to say to them? I would like to be really transparent at this moment about um, the fact that I am in therapy and which I think is an incredible thing for anyone to experience, especially if you find the right therapist for yourself. And my therapist and I have a great connection and she knows that I, you know, struggle with a lot of body image issues, which I know a lot of women and men do. And, um, so my assignment for the weekend that, um, Jay first was here was that I could do no negative self-talk while he was here to him or to myself. And I actually told him that and had filled him in about my past too, just so he knew. And he's like, all right, I'm ready. If you start to say something, I'm going to make sure that, you know, you don't. And I never even started to. And so then the week that he was here, it just kind of naturally happened that I didn't have any negative self-talk and it was just incredibly freeing. It freed up my mind. It freed up like just so many things. I mean, do I still have moments of being self-conscious? Of course. Do I still have negative body image issues? Of course. It's not just going to go away. But, you know, I think just like allowing yourself to just be comfortable as to who you are allows your partner to also be comfortable with you and just to see like how amazing of a person you, you are and not to like have you kind of trying to hide it behind some curtain because you have your own, you know, self-doubt. Do you have any techniques you use to shut down the negative self-talk that sometimes goes on in your head? No, I just, I knew I was going to have to report back to my therapist and I'm a really good rule follower. So <laughs> it just kind of, you know, it's like once I got through that one weekend, you can, it just kind of, happens more and more and more and you're able to you know do it less and you know it's I used to blame my body on why dates didn't work in the past and I know that was the most ridiculous thing I could have done and it had nothing to do with that it was just not good connections and you know I can kind of see that now you know and there is a small part of me that you know I still get scared here and there that I'm like is this this really happening you know I pinch me. Like when people used to say it'll happen when you least expect it, I used to laugh at them. And for sure, this is about the least expecting time ever. So I, you know, it's, it's always there and I, you get to sometimes just take, take a chance on a situation, even if it's across the country, even if it's, you know, they're not tall enough or short enough for you, or they don't have the right color hair. Like it's, it's, you know, I think it says a lot as we get older, especially that, you know, we know what we like, but we also have to be, um, open to chance and open to opportunity. We do even during the darkest days, even during a pandemic, your story gives me hope. It's inspirational. It, it tells me, and I think probably everybody who hears it, that good can happen during challenging times. Love can flourish during dark times. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and you know, he's one of those people that every day tells me how beautiful I am or something along those lines of a compliment. And it's it comes off so genuine from him that it's never like, oh, stop saying that. It's too much. Like, you know, it's like, no, okay, I'll take that again. And, you know, at first when he used to do it, it was hard for me to accept the compliment. And now he says it and I'm like, hey, thanks, you know, and it's just kind of, but it's, it's really nice. It's, it's to know that someone truly feels that way about you because it almost allows you to be able to feel the way about yourself, even though you may not have wanted to before. I just posted a picture of him and I both um, with our masks on. It just embodied like so much of how we felt about each other from such a simple picture to the point that, I mean, even my sister-in-law from the picture was like, you're in love, aren't you? And, you know, it's just, it's that picture. I didn't really say much about the picture online, but I felt like it kind of just talked for itself. We met during a pandemic. We're in facial masks. We're, you know, still so happy regardless of the situation. Are you in love? I'm pretty sure I just turned 500 shades of red um, when you asked me that because it's just, it's such a great feeling and it's just such a wonderful experience all around and continues to be. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be able to talk about it. Thank you so much for coming on the show to share this fantastic story of how you and Jay met and the three first dates the two of you went on. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like the show, we would love it if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also subscribe there or wherever you are listening right now. This podcast is also at firstdatestories.com, where you'll find articles written by incredibly talented dating experts on all sorts of topics that provide inspiration, guidance, and support to single, divorced, and widowed women who are dating in midlife. And you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. If you have your own memorable first date story to share, please don't keep it to yourself. We want to hear about it. Email us at hello at firstdatestories.com or go to the contact section of the website. Now for a quick run through of the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests are changed for privacy purposes. This podcast is produced and edited by Kim Poletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. First Date Stories is here to help you be your best self, cheer you on, and encourage you to keep showing up for first dates because the on your next first date may be the lifelong love you are seeking.